there, cats and kittens. Welcome to Bold Nights Out, the premier podcast about things to do in and around Pittsburgh. Get the scoop on where to eat, drink, and get seen. Stay tuned. Hey, cats and kittens. How is everybody doing? How are you? I'm good. I hope everybody's doing great because I know we're doing great. Well, you know, what can I say? The Pens are in the playoffs. Um, the Pirates are surprisingly doing well. They're 10-2 uh, right spring now. Spring is trying this weekend to peek through. It's trying. You're gonna it's get, you're, trying. We're, we're gonna get 70 like, degrees, baby. We're going to get like two and a half days. That's two it. Two and a half days. That's it. And we've got a ton of shit going on right now. Well, yeah, because it's coming that time of year. Oh, yeah, definitely. So what's going on on Bold right now? We have three different articles that went up in the last few days. One is on one event that we'll talk about later, which is Farm to Table. Another one is about Indie Rock Fest, which we will also talk about in the events um, portion of tonight's broadcast. And um, uh, more on where to eat and where to drink coming up in the next few days, because, oh, my, my. Did we have one hell of a meal we out? We did have one hell of a meal out. Woo-wee! All right, so... Also, upcoming... What's going on with Bold Sports? Bold Sports. We're, uh, Matt and I are, are plugging along. We're doing our things. Again, we mentioned pens in the playoffs. We're going to be... Actually, Matt and I are going to be recording after we record this. So, it'll come out hopefully the same day as Bold Nights Out. Probably you know, Thursday. Thursday, Friday-ish. Um, so By then we'll know, we'll have we'll, already done what one or two games. One game. One, one game. game. Uh, so, Woo! Come on, beat them Flyers. Yeah, fuck Philly. Oh. Um, and then uh, so we are kind of on a river hounds right now. Uh, being the Pittsburgh soccer team, Matt's a soccer guy, so he's kind of dragging me in here, and we're gonna end up going to a game and. Um, and so forth. And I did see a promotion the Riverhounds are doing for this weekend. Um, has something to do with, like, dollar beers until game time. And you get, like, a free koozie and so forth. And we're going to cover that in Bolt Sports. Um, but also... We may be going to some soccer games this summer. But yeah, but also, uh, pirate game... The Pirates are 10 and 2. What is going on? You know, it's a boycott 10 year. 10 and 2? It's a boycott you know year. Who it is. And they're blowing it out. Dickerson and Dalton. Or Colton. What's his name? Dalton. Huh? Dickerson and what's the other new guy? Moran? No, the, the one with the beard. Moran? Moran. <coughs> oh, yeah, it's them. Dickerson and left field, Moran the third. You got yeah. the big red beard. Yeah, it's yeah. them. It's them. You guys all doubted them. They were the trades yeah, in, and now they're know. like the dynamic duo. Yeah, I mean, well, Dickerson was not part of the Kutch deal or the Cole deal. No, Moran, he was just part of another deal. Moran was part of the um, Cole deal. Yeah. So, But more in sports later. More in sports Make later. Make sure you tune in to Bold Sports. Definitely, and we do throw out the uh, Bold Sports podcast and so forth on Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as our own. Follow us, Bold PGA Sports, on Twitter. Yep. All right, so what are you drinking? Ah, deliciousness in a glass. I'm having water. I drank too much last night. And you did have a glass of wine this afternoon. I did have a glass of wine already today, so I'm having a lot of water. Mmm, that is so tasty. Mm-hmm. I am drinking 
the Sunday Mole Stout from Weyerbacher Brewing. So not exactly local, but still KAB. It's, uh, yeah, it's Easton, Pennsylvania, which is, if you're all familiar, Easton, PA is where Crayola crayons are made. <laughs> what a weird fact. Um, also, it's where Easton baseball bats are made. Another Aluminum baseball fact. bats. Um, so there's nothing in this town except for baseball bats, crayons, and beer. No, and there's a bunch of people that live there, too. Oh, okay. Um, they all work in the Crayola factory. Well, well actually, Weyerbacher Brewing, I'm not sure. I haven't bats. been to Weyerbacher Brewing for a while to the brewery <laughs> itself, but I have been. And when I was there, they were in one of the old Crayola factories. Is where the brewery opened up. I do not know for sure if they are still in. Is this a day trip? Or are they farther? No, it's just north of Philly. Okay, that's still not a day trip. Uh, no, 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 no. It's not an out and back. It's a go out and stay overnight and so forth. Um, I'm looking for more day trips right yeah. now. Yeah. Like so, Trogues? That's um, not even a day trip. Uh, yeah, it's four hours one way. Yeah. No, three hours, th three hours one way. Yeah. Uh, but the Sunday Malay Stout, as the name suggests, uh, it is a third. Uh, a 11.3 ABV American Imperial Stout. Um, the Sunday Morning Stout uh, with a twist and without it being barrel-aged. It's This beer is not barrel-aged at all. Interesting. Um, the brew captures everything you'd expect from traditional mole coffee, chocolate, heat, and smokiness. Uh, it's followed by the layers of chocolate, courtesy of the chocolate malts, cocoa powder, and cocoa nibs. Uh, the lingering heat and the smokiness is a blend of ancho pasilla, uh, molto, and chipotle peppers. Interesting. Uh, with cinnamon as well. So this beer I've had on and off since they brought this out as a variant of the Sunday stout. The Sunday breakfast stout. Uh, it, you do get the smell off the bat is chocolate and rich uh, maltiness to it. Uh, you do get a little bit of the chili, uh, the chili, and the and uh, the and the and the uh, smell. Uh, that's like espresso, like smell that. You, you're a coffee girl. Mm, that you is know. espresso. I'm not drinking beer. I'm sorry, folks. And then you get that the chocolate and the espresso. And then on the middle of your palate, to the backside, is where you get the heat. And on the very end is where you get the cinnamon. And it is uh, very calming. Uh, and it moves through quickly, so it's not there on your palate the whole time to where you're just like, oh my god, it's overpowering. I mean, it, obviously it's not a session beer. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's kind of like a one and two, and then move on to something else. Uh, I did pick up a growler of this this evening. And since we're recording this podcast, and we'll be recording Bold Sports tonight, I assume the growler will probably be gone before the end of the evening. Uh, oh, boy. But. Oh, boy. <laughs> this um, after you've already had a beer and a flight. Uh, minor details. Um, so, yeah. I mean, Bold Sports is going to be amazing, by the way. Shut up. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> 
If you guys even start slurring in the middle of it, you know I can't release it. Right? I know, I know. Horrible we'll be, audio we'll, we'll means not broadcasted. Uh, but no, it's a great beer. Weyerbacher Brewing, uh, Easton, Pennsylvania, uh, north of Philly, uh, about an hour and a half north of Philly. It's across the Delaware River from Phillipsburg, New Jersey, if that gives you any reference of uh, location. It's a great time. Uh, also, uh, thing about Easton PA, they hold this fun little event every year that's called Cigarnival. Um, <laughs> that is all about cigars and whiskey and beer. So... There's that. Check out Cigarnival if you ever get a chance. I went one year. Um, I could not breathe properly, <laughs> um, nor um, I, I think I came back from that weekend not being able to breathe properly with a 0. .30 blood alcohol level. Uh, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> you yeah. probably came home and somebody handed you a bottle of Pedialyte and like a bottle of Advil told you to go to bed for like three days. I think I got a bottle of Pedialyte, a bottle of Advil, and a smart water. was sent to the shower because I smelled like um, an old like oak cherry basement full of cigars. God, I would probably hurl. <laughs> I would probably be like, it's it my video. To, I was told to like shower with like a, a Brillo pad <laughs> and, and to go to bed and I'll see you in two days. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. That's so funny. And I was out there on a... I, by the way, I give the same suggestion if you go to Vegas for like a week for your very first time, as I usually tell you to stock up your fridge with like three things of Pedialytes, a gallon of water, and make sure you have a fresh Advil whenever you get home and ready to so, detox. So, uh, speaking of Pedialyte, um, friends of ours... Okay, so I'm going to tell this story too. So, I have to tell you this first. So, the other day I was going through Instagram, and this is hilarious to me because Pedialyte... Is made for children. Babies. When they're dehydrated. Children, yes. And you're supposed to use it when you're having a hot day or they have diarrhea or a stomach ache or whatever. But literally on Instagram the other day, it was like a 20-something-year-old like chugging it straight up. And it's like Pedialyte. It was an ad for Pedialyte. And it said Pedialyte hydration when you need it the most. And I was like... What the fuck is going on? I'm like, nobody's supposed to know the secret that it's like smart water, Gatorade, Pedialyte, two Advil, shake it off, go punch some faces, and you're good. I will tell you that friends of ours have went to the St. Patty's Day Parade mm -hmm. with 12-pack um, coolers and the ming full with beer, and they have the big bottles of water and the powdered Pedialyte Yeah. to go into the bottles of oh, water. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's no joke. You've got to stay high. That's the number one cure for hangovers. Sometimes it's more alcohol, but the other times it's hydration. And always for me, what did I say this morning? As I said, quickly get me to... Two Advil to and a smart word. Two Advil and a smart water. Quick. Yep. And literally, by about midday, I felt better. This whole no sulfates thing, and then I had wine last night, I think overdid it for yeah, me. Yeah, because Amanda's on a cool diet, and she's trying to figure out what's up with her body and so forth. Um, and, and of course we went out to dinner last night and Which blew that, into and, 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 and blew that bullshit out of um, water. No, right that's quick. not true. I was really good last night. You were good Except last for night. the wine. Yeah. Um, I'm trying no gluten and I'm trying no red meat and milk. I've lessened down to just cheese and butter. 
So like dairy, dairy. You, you yeah, I've only gone down to che- regular cheese and butter when it comes to milk. Um, like I've been drinking soy milk and almond milk and all this other stuff. Like today, my latte was made with soy. Um, yesterday it was made with almond milk. Um, so last night, this is perfect segue into where we ate last night. So last night, I did very good, except for that I had a biscuit and I had wine. Which, uh, the wine is another thing, too, which is okay. It's okay to have wine when you're doing gluten-free and stuff like that. But there's a preservative in it that is... the sulfates. There's sulfates in it that cause headaches. And I have found very recently, over the last few years, over the last few months, really, red wine, whether it be a half a bottle, a whole bottle... A two glass, like one glass, whatever, I would wake up the next morning with this headache that I could not shake. And literally, it was the sulfates. Because last week, if you tuned in last week, I was drinking this organic sulfate-free wine that we found at Whole Foods, and I was fine the next day. Like, mm-hmm. completely fine. Like, ran a marathon fine. I mean, now, granted, she's not going to get Camus or Silver Oak or even... Um, you know, gnarly head red, you know, for that sulfate free. I mean, you could spend $6 on a bottle of wine or you could spend $600 on a bottle of wine. It's not going to be sulfate free unless it's specifically the organic sulfate right. free stuff that they do. And you're not going to find your exceptional. Most restaurants aren't going to carry it. No, they're not. You got to look for it. I have to buck it up and I have to do cocktails only or wine. (laughs) A man on liquor or a man on wine. They're both fun. Uh, Except for vodka makes me angry. Amanda learned in her early 20s that Cosmopolitans were not pretty sight after like Actually, you know what? But Amanda at like 38 is... Good on Cosmopolitan. <laughs> All right, Amanda, twenty was not good on Cosmopolitans. Um, but no, I mean seriously. So, uh, I mean. Anyways, this should segue into where we ate last night. We did eat a great meal. So we've covered this place so many times already, but we have to tell you that last night was the first time we sat down and ate a meal there. A whole meal. A whole meal. We've had oysters. We had tastings when they opened. We had cocktails. We've had charcuterie plates. I think we've mostly caught, said that they are the place to go drink. Well, now we're telling you this is the place to go eat. Amanda and I actually had a day off together, and we got to have a whole meal. Just the two of us. Not even really working, but it turned into work because... <laughs> As it always does when does. you're a foodie and a food writer and food social media and everything. Anyways, or the whale. So we finally got to have a meal at Or the Whale, which was amazing. Like, amazing. I can't stop talking about this meal. People saw my Instagram last night and were like, where were you? Because that food looked amazing, and you have to tell us it was. Um, so let's start with cocktails. Um, we I had, had one cocktail each. Um, I... I had the Allegheny to start, which was a bourbon-based cocktail with blackberry. Um, Also had uh, Campari and uh, 
little bit of fresh lemon, and I believe a herb simple uh, was in there uh, to get started with. Uh, you had the swizzle. I had the swizzle. You had the swizzle to get started with, which a swizzle is essentially a chartreuse uh, cocktail base. Nope. Typically? No. No? What was it? Bacardi 8-year. Oh. Lime, Demerara sugar, right. mint, Anglosatora bitters. Angostura. And... Peixots. Bitters. Yeah. So, uh, sorry. Chartreuse is sometimes an ingredient in a swizzle. Uh, bitters is your main ingredient in a swizzle. Yeah. And you had both Angostura and Peixots. Uh, bitters in there. So, and um, Bacardi 8-year yes. was it. Most of the swizzles so, I've had are, yeah. have been chartreuse-based, but uh, bitters is your main ingredient. And I... um, so, we had that, and then we had a bottle of wine. We did have a nice bottle of wine. Very nice bottle of wine. Expedition. We did have an Expedition. Uh, Napa Valley, it was a Merlot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. We drank Merlot! <laughs> <laughs> yes, we drank Merlot. Um, That's so funny. But um, and then that. dinner, we had the shrimp and crab cocktail, which was amazing. That was done with the uh, lemon and herbs and so forth that was already mm -hmm. tossed in. Uh, and then they gave us the house cocktail sauce, which okay. I'm not a cocktail sauce fan at all. Um, and I know their house cocktail sauce is different because it's some of it's the hot sauce that's. Mm -hmm barrel aged hot sauce um i tried a smidgen of it i'm like oh yeah it's, okay it's good um but i like mine just the way it is and then for actual dinner we had you had the 16 ounce ribeye i did have the 16 ounce dry aged ribeye that was done on an amazing ferrari of a grill yeah, the Ferrari of the Grill there. Wow. Uh, you need to go back to our very first article about Or the Whale because there's a picture of the grill. Oh, wow. my gosh. Amazing. This grill is, like, gorgeous. Um, and then I had the Heritage Pork Chop, which is souveed with the um, with maple syrup, thyme, and honey, I think it was. It's souveed with the maple syrup, thyme, and honey, and the souveed. And it's finished on the grill. Ferrari of the, the grill. grill. Um, and it's got a bone in, and then they slice it away from the bone. It's gorgeous. Um, the pictures, which, go to our Instagram and look at the pictures. Um, I'll post more of them up in the next few days. And we'll probably have a good blog post on this up. Um, as a side to that, we had smoked mashed potatoes, which they took the potato wrapped it up, and then threw it in the, um, fire, the, the grill. fire of the grill. And we had the crab mac and cheese. Which was ridiculous. It was king crab and Maryland blue crab. So I'm getting chunks. Like I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, nice noodle. Oh, wait, that's not a noodle. That was a king crab leg. <laughs> it like, was delicious. It was delicious. Um, and then for dessert, I had the chocolate cake, which is a rich brownie cake, stout beer caramel, Toasted um, meringues, ba banana diplomat cream, and brulee bananas. It was delicious. And then you had the Chev cheesecake. Goat cheese and cheesecake. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, caramelized white chocolate crisp, orange and sesame tulle, and caramel angolese. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah it caramel, was the caramel, amazing. The caramel and glass was phenomenal. And then we snuck upstairs after eating all that and drank more, right? We did. We had, um, I had personally a rare breed, which is a uh, Austin Nichols Wild Turkey Distillery product. Uh, it's a barrel proof. Uh, bourbon was 116 um, barrel proof. Um, single barrel bourbon. Uh, you had a cocktail. I had the Atlantic Specific, which is Souza Brew Respirado Tequila, Amontadillo Sherry, Con Contrero. <laughs> I can't even pronounce any of those. Which one am I reading? Atlantic Specific. Uh, Salsa Blue Reposado Tequila, Amontadillo, uh, Sherry, uh, uh, Contro Apertifo, uh, Avella uh, Demason, uh, Gin Liqueur, uh, and Orange Bitters with a Spiced Chocolate Bitter. Yeah. Um, um, words are amazing. Yes. Um, Those all French equal and Italian. an amazing drink. French and um, Italian. And then we finish it off with a shot of Gravonier. We did, uh, because you know what, Cremonier for us is like... Is dessert. Is it's dessert. the end of the it's night. The end like, of the night. we figured, like, that is the deal sealer. We were actually talking to the... Um, director of Operations. Director, I was wondering, you knew her title. Yeah, Director um, of Operations. Director of Operations, she also... Jess Lewis. That night was, was playing hostess, mm -hmm. um, floor manager, um, director of Pretty operations. Pretty so everywhere. Everywhere. And um, we were talking to her at the bar, and the bartender came over, and I, I, I gave him the little nod. He comes over, he's like, uh, yeah, what's going on? I was like, uh, I need two grandmas and our check. And he goes, no worries, and walks away. And she looked at us and goes, two grandmas? We're like, yeah, Grandma Nye. <laughs> She's like, she goes, oh, okay. <laughs> she goes, well, Dennis would love you too for sure because uh, the owner, the uh, head chef, head chef and owner Dennis Marin, he is. Uh, she goes, he he likes Grimoyer. <laughs> I'm like, um, in the restaurant business, we all do. Um, yes, but um, like, yeah, the Grimoyer is like the end of our night. Like, okay, let's finish off the Grimoyer and we go home and we have wild crazy sex. Whoa, so, you didn't um, need to divulge that. Oh, I'm sorry we didn't get the he said, she said. It's my fault. Oh, um, you didn't need to divulge that end of our relationship uh, and our nights. Uh, now what people think when they see us at restaurants. Oh, Jesus Christ. When they see him and Steve having a grandma they're like, I know what they're doing. Uh, yeah, no, that doesn't always happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's he said, she said property right there. So. All right, and where to drink right now? Where to drink right now? Well, is seriously, huh. we are on the cusp of patio season. We are, and we talk about this every spring and summer, and when we really get stuck for where to drink. We'll tell you Shadow, and we tell you Harris, and we tell you Harris downtown, and we tell you... Um, Hotel Brewery. Monaco. And we Hotel tell you Monaco. There's going to be so you, many places that you, are going to have porches this year. And yeah. Dax and Merchant Oyster was talking about it. Um, Jess, uh, they also own Merchant Oysters in Lawrenceville. And they were talking about the fact that they cannot wait 
for this season to change. So they because that's can a put third their of their out. seating out there. Yeah, Paulette Blue. They have all these outdoor seats that they can't even use because it's not warm enough. And they've been setting them the whole night. And we found out. We, we found out from people walking down the street that Paulette Blue has the outside patio, but they've been setting the tables for like. People that sit outside. So the truth is, is, if you can't get a reservation, you can't sit at the bar because it's full. Request to sit outside. Freezer took us off and make the waiter rock back and forth. There you go. <laughs> I mean, because nobody can get a reservation right now. Pull that blue. I mean, nobody uh, can unless you uh, go at ten o'clock at night. You know, and honestly, if I was the waiter at Pull that Blue and you wanted to sit outside, I'd be like, that's totally cool. Text me your order. Here, here's my phone number. Here's my phone number. I would tell Text you, me what you, you wouldn't need. get a tip then. I'd be okay with that. Honestly, <laughs> as a server, I'd be like, dude, you want to sit outside in 50 degrees and it's kind of snowing right no, now? No, that's not the way to be. No, it's not don't the way to be. It, no, it's not the way to be. I, I don't encourage it. Um, I make a joke about it um, because us as servers and bartenders sometimes get bitter about um, stupid things that go on in restaurants. But... Because you always have so that honestly, one person with the Start to scope outside. out. Oh, Cinderlands. They have that great open area oh, outside. Yeah. Oh, my God, too. They have the, uh, the bicycle stools right outside. Yes. Tacos oh my God. and bicycle oh, stools outside. Totally forgot. The best place to have a meal outside over the bar in the boathouse at North OTB. Park. OTB, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That, that start patio Start to plan that. Woo! Because all you do is overlook the lake. They're not open the table. Kayakers, no wait. No wait. Out. So no if wait you out. want the secret to how to get into OTB um, at the boathouse, because once summer hits, you cannot get oh, a yeah. table there. Um, unless it's a weekday and you're going for brunch. They serve breakfast Before during the week. And I will tell you that it's dead in there. Like you can, not dead as in like you can walk in, but there's like, considerably less traffic during the week for breakfast at OTB. Um, I enjoyed a very nice morning out there one time where the waitress was like, nobody else is coming in. I'm not forcing you out of the table. I probably had six cups of coffee and like a notebook open for like hours. And then Amanda jittered her way home through traffic. <laughs> like, can um, you move in front of me? <laughs> hey, we all know how I act in Pittsburgh traffic. Oh, God. Um, but... You get this, like, but their dinners and their beer selection is amazing. But you get to overlook the lake at North Park. So the secret is, if you live in the city or South Hills, hit no wait before you leave for it. And typically by the time you get there, they're ringing you for it. Now, if you plan on spending some time out at North Park, and you're like, oh, we're going to go play miniature golf. We're going to go, you know, to the driving range. We're going to go do par three. Time it so that you're about an hour before you want to eat and start hitting that weight on it. Yeah. Because I will tell you, that's when you're, like, going to get into a table. Like, plan something. I think the one night you and I went, it was like a 35, 40-minute wait. We did the no wait. We're like, text us. We went walking around the lake area, just walking down and hang out with, like, the ducks and some fishermen oh, yeah. and all this other stuff. And then next thing we know is they buzzed our phone. And well, we've also... By the time we walked back, our table was We've ready. also actually uh, hit the no wait, and it said 35, 40 minutes. <laughs> so on the other when, side of the tunnel, we hit it. When we're leaving our house in Mount Lebanon and drove through town and are getting off the exit off the highway to head into North Park, and, like, your table's ready, and I'm hitting by, like... 
we'll be there in five minutes. We're walking through the park right now. And they text me like, okay, no problem. Like, you yeah. better step on it. So, like, but honestly, like, just scope that out. It's it's pretty cool. So, that's my num- one of my number one places to have a patio. It is a great patio. time. Especially, uh, that patio is amazing. And when we were kids, the boat, when we were kids, the boathouse. Wasn't anything. You was weren't a, allowed in it. It was a... It, you went to the bathroom in it. You and went to the bathroom. That was it? And that was it. And it. And you they had, allowed in and the they had the canoes. That, that was, was it. it. You yeah. weren't allowed in the part. The yeah. part that's the restaurant now. You weren't allowed yeah, in. You weren't. It was for employees only of North Park. Yeah. And they kept like things like the the the, the like riding mowers and shit in there. Yeah, I mean, I smoked weed in there once, but okay, I mean, you're. Oh my god, I don't know who you are. <laughs> I, mean, I swear to God, I don't know who he is half the time. He's... Uh, but that was also when it was like with the riding mowers and the employees in North Park. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> don't get people in trouble. This was the 90s. They're retired <sighs> Okay, by well, I can say also that I've probably like, you know, made out in the woods in North Park in the 90s. We all did. Shit, we made out in the woods last summer. What are you talking about? <laughs> with who? In the car. Oh, that's true. We did that one night. Yeah, <laughs> we did. Oh, God. Remember the moon tower? Oh, the moon tower. Oh, the moon tower. It's still there. You can't go up it anymore. No. Nope. But it's still there. It's still there. All right. So I digress. Let's take a break. And we'll come back with some great events that are going on in the city this weekend that are some must of attendance. Yes, absolutely. All right, so we'll be back after these words from Sorgatron Media. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we are back. It is time for events. Um, Really big one going on this weekend. His farm to table. So we have the scoop of this on our bold... um, website right now and by the way um we're gonna be down there covering it on sunday so keep an eye out for us on sunday and we will be um instagramming from it so if you are out and about we will be at both events on sunday uh two events on sunday we will be at farm to table from 11 to 4 or we're probably start at noonish to like a little couple hours and then the farm to flask which is that evening um, I have tickets too, so I will be taking some pictures from there. That's worst. Don't pout. It's not pretty on you. Oh. Um, so I will be there along with the food tasters. We will be covering it together. Um, kind of like double punches right there for some fun evenings. So check out Farm to Table. If you love local food, this is the event for you. Um. You have the scoop on Beers of the Berg Festival. Beers of the which Berg. Which is not this weekend, but you it's should not. know about it. So it's June 2nd. It's the 2018 Beers of the Berg Festival. They hold it at Cary Furnace out in Rankin. Um, and, of course, we all know what Cary Furnace has turned into from a uh, show, it's, hangout, like, what's us It's an artist shit. event space that does tours now. Yeah, it, it used to be a chill, hangout, let's smoke weed and spray paint shit to, oh my god, the spray paint shit when people smoked weed is now art. Um, <laughs> you know. What is it with you talking about smoking weed tonight a lot? I don't know. Maybe I need to 
I don't know what you need to do, but you need to stop. <laughs> um, this is the Celebrate Your Love for all the local beers with over 50 of the area's best breweries and so forth. We held at the uh, Cary Furnace. Um, let's see here. There's a super VIP experience that starts at 2 p.m. There's a VIP session that starts at 3 p.m. The regular session is general admission that starts at 4 p.m. All portions and proceeds benefit the Rivers of Steel Heritage Corporation and their mission to promote resource conservation and development in heritage tourism, cultural and educational programs, and economic revitalization of the greater Pittsburgh area. Now, I will tell you, this Brewfest is all the local breweries. Mm. All the local breweries make really good beer. Um, each local brewery has a phenomenal, awesome beer. Each local brewery has a beer that's like, meh. Um, a lot of the breweries have beer that's very drinkable. Um, best part about beer and alcohol in general is that I can totally love something and you can totally hate something and we're not wrong. Uh, also, the tickets for this, I have been seeing, are very close to being sold out. Except for the general mission. Um, so the VIP and the super VIP sessions are sold out. Um, but if you are on the websites for the uh, Pittsburgh Craft Beer Facebook page, uh, the Yin's Drink Beer Facebook page, and so forth, there are people on those that have tickets that they're looking to relinquish for any reason they have to relinquish them. Um, so keep an eye out for those. The general missions, I believe, are still available. Um, oh, I have a nice collaboration from our friends at East End Brewing. And Trogues is this weekend, April 12th. Well, Thursday night is Born and Raised P.A. IPA release and Trogues tasting out at East End Brewing. Two breweries, two local Pennsylvania malts, one big juicy beer. It's born and raised in Pennsylvania IPA, and we couldn't be prouder to brew this for Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week with our good friends Trogues Independent Brewing. Made with 1,200 pounds of malt from Double Eagle Malt, 800 pounds from Deer Creek Malt House, and 120 pounds of Comet Hops, 44 pounds of Simcoe, and 44 pounds of Azica, Azica, and four cases of beer to drink while brewing. This is a big, juicy, tropical IPA that's 6.5 APV. So... This is going to be on East End Brewing on Julius Street. Wow. On I'm just saying wow that. Like I I need to get me some of that. On April 12th. Yeah. So this is going to be Thursday from So this is going to be a big hazy 4 to 8 p.m. New England style IPA, but there's going to be a PA style IPA, so Mhm. Uh, Easton and Trogues teamed up together. You know what? Scott Smith, we love you. <laughs> we do. Um, more and more. 
all the time. We just love East End Brewing. Um, so like we said too, the Pens playoffs are happening. We are so ready tomorrow night. We have a pizza coming already and beer and wine and we're all ready to Amanda watch. Amanda and I are that. hungry down at the house because Yeah, we are. Well we're gonna hunger down at the house to watch the game because um we feel bad infringing on others' quiet time. <laughs> Because I get, I get really, words. I get really loud now. He does. Words. Um, he does. He gets really, really loud. So I'm probably gonna have my headphones on in the corner there, and I'll have like my iPad open. I'll but be you working. have a bottle of wine and a pizza and, and we'll pizza and a beer, and we'll be. I'll right. just be fine. I'll be all good. So the Pens playoffs are going on. They do have the big screen going on for both of big screen all, all home games. All home games. Are they gonna do it for the away games? Home games only. Big screen. Oh, it's a contract dude. affiliation. I don't, like that. I don't like that at all. It's a contract thing. I know, I know. All right, so also going on this weekend is Indie Rock Fest. So we have this on our website, too, um, if you're interested. This is the third annual Indie Rock Fest. What this basically was was two of the bands, um, There You Are and... Standard Broadcast, I believe, were in another competition at Hard Rock Cafe three years ago. And they liked the vibe. They liked how it went. But they didn't like the competition end of it, basically, is what I got from the press release and what I got from, like, the interviews that they did already about this. Um, so they made the Indie Rock Fest. So this is at Cativo in Lawrenceville. Tickets are on sale. All tickets sold. 100% of the proceeds go straight to the artists. Nothing is going to Cativo. Nothing is going to some big overhead producer or whatever. It is going straight into the artist's pockets to buy your tickets. That's good. Um, it is Saturday at 4 o'clock. It is sponsored by The River's Edge and a few other people. Um, so Mike is one of them, M-I-C, Music Industry Connected, River's Edge, Cativo. There are a few others that are sponsoring this. The lineup is Sunhound, There You Are, Standard Broadcast, Bad Custer, who I love, um, BB Guns, Back Alley Sound, and Essential Machine. Um, so that's that. And I say go. Uh, it's, I mean, you can't beat that. A music festival, it, it's a lot of fun. And I was listening to some of the bands that are going to be there. It's great. I like it a lot. So that is definitely something. Also, this Sunday coming up is Carnegie Museum of Art is on their free Sunday. So... If you've never been to the Carnegie Museum, I personally like the Carnegie Museum of Art better than the Carnegie Museum of Natural History. Um, I, how many times can you see dinosaur bones? How many times can you see a dodo bird? And so forth. Um, the Natural History Museum to me doesn't change a lot. The Art Museum does change a lot. It's different artists and... They have their mainstays, but yet they have the 
uh, different shows that come in and through. Like, I went for the Van Gogh show, and I got to see my favorite painting ever. The mm -hmm. original Van Gogh, Starry Starry Night. I did get to see that in Pittsburgh, and it's my favorite painting ever. I got um, to see Nighthawks. You got to see Nighthawks. Which is which, my favorite painting ever. You know, um, and that was, you all saw that in Boston. I right? also got to see it in Boston, too. Yeah. Um, I, I'm very bad. When it comes to Nighthawks and I find out that it's somewhere nearby a museum, I tend to drive there and go just Like, you know, there, like a man can like hours. look at her phone and be like, oh my god, Nighthawks is going to be in fucking Columbus. We're going to Columbus tomorrow. And I'm okay with that. Um, but, you know, I, my favorite painting is Starry Starry Night from Van Gogh. And, and that started to be mine in third grade, Mrs. Minert uh, art class. At Lincoln Elementary School. Thank you, Mrs. Minert. Um, but, yeah. Um, I didn't know Van Gogh was your favorite. Well, Sorry, Starry Night. That, that's my favorite painting. I did not that's, know that. Yeah. That's it, folks. Found out something new about my own relationship tonight. There you go. Um, Everybody knows Nighthawks is mine. Anybody who ever sees my screensaver on my computer is Nighthawks. I mean, and I also had a version on my phone for the longest time. Edward Hopper, right? Uh, yes. Um, so also this weekend, this wasn't on our notes and I totally just found it, was um, the food truck park is open. Oh, it's their pre-screening. Yeah, so construction series week to Friday night. Yep. So they're bringing it back. They did this last week. It was a roaring success. The lines were so long. Oh my god. Um, I was shocked. So they're doing it again. Um, Friday from 4 till 10 at the Pittsburgh Food Truck Park, 1923 Riverfront Drive in Millvale. Uh, this week will be Pittsburgh Sandwich so Society, Revival Chili, um, Pittsburgh Tortillas, Bulldogs, Southside Barbecue, and Sinkers and Suds will be on there. So, um, this, uh, th another amazing week there so there's that we also have this weekend cocktails and camaraderie at the soldiers and sailors memorial hall this is friday from six to eight um join us for our first cocktails and camaraderie event of 2018 enjoy an array of cocktail an era of cocktails beginning with civil war and craft beer be entertained by era actors, interact with museum artifacts, and enjoy the beautiful architecture and atmosphere at Soldiers and Sailors. Tickets, $5. $5. 10 at the door. You spent more than a beer. Exactly. So this is at Soldiers and Sailors, which I love Soldiers and Sailors. It's a great hall. I mean, uh, I always, every time I go to Soldiers and Sailors, I just think of like Hannibal Lecter in the cage. Well, that's the reason why I went there the first time is that I, I photographed the Hannibal Lecter cage, which oh, if you ever want to see like the coolest photo shoot I ever did, it was, it was probably that cage. I got to go in Soldiers and Sailors when it was closed. Nobody else was in there, and I just got free reign of like the cage. I got to go up on the balcony and shoot it. Ah. Big shout out to our friends at With You for being a oh, number one spot. They are their PR firm. They are great in the fact that they always get me the information about them. Um, on April 16th, we have Michigan and Trumbull Beer Dinner. Um, oh, my favorite pizza. Um, 
Gluten-free, bitch. You can't have it anymore. I know. Shut up. So <laughs> we have, join us for a very special four-course pizza and beer dinner brought to you by Michigan and Trumbull and Allegheny City Brewing. Um, yeah, I mean, double hit of gluten right there. Beer and pizza. Menu will be buckwheat, flatbread, cucumber, carrot, miso, ali, miso aioli, mint, orange zest, plus a ginger IPA brewed with fresh ginger and a hint of Cascade hops, ABV 6.0. Grano Urso burnt wheat grandma pie with spicy sausage, vodka sauce, plus smoke on the lager, a smoky, full-bodied, rich ABV 5.5. Then a Detroit spent grain pizza, pastrami spiced mushroom, Greer, red cabbage, and the Nova Gose ale with coriander and sea salt, ABV 4.9. Then for dessert, cocoa pizza, peanut butter, mousse, graham, and sea salt with a plus the 1840 stout. Chocolate and coffee notes, creamy, ABV, 7.6. Ticket price includes tax and gratuity. Tickets are $52. That's awesome. So uh, that is also, at, by the way, because that's two people together, Federal Galley. Uh, speaking of tickets for things going on, uh, this season is now you're in spring. All the high school plays are going on, and I've seen this. Friends of mine... Uh, their their children, um, and this makes us sound old. Their children are now juniors and seniors in high school. Um, oh my god! Are in the high school plays. Uh, my former high school Northgate is doing Cinderella this year, and a friend of mine, Holly, uh, her son Ian. I don't know what Avonworth is, is playing. Is playing the prince in Cinderella. Um, so I saw that. I also know Mount Lebanon has their high school play, as well as Upper St. Clair, North Hills, North Allegheny, uh, Woodland Hills, and all your local high schools are doing their um, plays going on. Uh, so check them out because, you know what, that's a very inexpensive uh, evening out, and you get to see um, some a, a younger core doing plays and, and acting and, and so forth. And that goes back to the arts in high school. It goes back to the arts. The back school to the high funding school. is going downhill. Yeah. Um, so it's a nice evening out. I mean, don't show up drunk. Uh, please, go out to dinner, have fun, but uh, don't show up to a high school play with the buzz on. Uh, they, they, they tend to front upon that. Uh, go out afterwards. Um, I will tell you, as a person who was in every single play in her high school career, um... It, there's something to see that house fully packed. It is. I mean, I don't... I mean, Avonworth... I did stage curve. Really, you did stage curve. I did stage curve. I did... I acted I have in a face for radio. Play. That's why you don't see us on TV. So. I was in every single play. I loved it. I was never a major role, but... Featured chorus is the farthest I ever got. But... Which was, like, two lines and, like, special scenes. And speaking of plays... Hamlet. Hamlet. The last play of the season for Pittsburgh Public Theater is hitting the stage next week. That's so Shakespeare. Get your tickets now. Thirty dollars. Best seats in the house. Um, you can't go wrong with seeing Hamlet. Um, and it is 
Um, Ted Pappas's last play that he will be directing as artistic director for Pittsburgh Public Theater. Um, he'll be back next season to direct, I believe, a play. But this will be his last play as director or as um, artistic director. Lastly, on April 19th, so this is mark your calendar for it, 21 plus speakeasy socials. This is Cocktails, Dancing, and Roaring Good Time. This is at Heinz History Center. You can get your tickets at HeinzHistoryCenter.org. Um, bootleggers, flappers, and rum runners unite for 21 plus speakeasy socials in the spring. This spring at the History Center. Tickets are $12 per person and include a secret password for entry into the event. Emailed what, ahead of time. What dates is this? This is this particular one is April 19th. So... These, From 5.30 to 8.30. Because the prohibition... Uh, is still going is on. Is still going on, which we went to. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we covered the prohibition event. We also went to... Um, that evening, history and court. History and court. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so this is going to be held in the speakeasy in the speakeasy, inside, inside of that inside the exhibit. prohibition exhibit. Mm -hmm. Which, if you haven't been yet, you have. It's to really, go. really That's cool. Really, really cool. Really cool exhibit. Um, tickets are twelve dollars per person. Include a secret password for entry into the event. Um, emailed ahead of time. A complimentary build your own cocktail experience, courtesy of Wiggle Whiskey, and much more. This will also include dancing. So, seriously, dress up, good to go. Um, it looks like a lot of fun. Um, and Wiggle Whiskey, you can't beat that. No. Got a I, actually, yeah. I did see today uh, Wiggle Whiskey Barrel House. I saw briefly through Facebook. I'm sure you can find it quicker than I can. Um, but they are... Um, Upset that the barrel house hasn't opened yet, uh, and they're going to open the barrel house, I believe, next weekend. Ooh! And they're releasing a a barrel house bourbon. <laughs> uh, shit! Now I'm gonna have to pull it up because I I just oh got, my. Uh, you know I I saw it on on the Facebook. We go whiskey barrel house and whiskey. Where are you at? There you are. Um. Why am I getting stuff from like last year? I don't know. Jesus. Um, maybe it's under the Wiggle Whiskey page itself. Uh, I gotta find it now that I'm like. Oh, here it is. Bam. We couldn't be more excited to swing the gates open at the Barrel House this month. <laughs> to celebrate, we will be releasing a limited Barrel House edition single barrel straight. There Urban. you go. At this season opening celebration, April 20th, RSP, RSVP to the event with the link. And the bottle is, I'm colorblind as shit, uh, but I think the bottle has a blue tint to it. Oh, very and good. A, and it's a square bottle. It has the wiggle in there and there's some like, I would say like spring colors going on. That's like yellow and blue. Does it? Is that an Easter egg shape? Is that like an Easter egg shape? No, not really. No. Oh, that, oh, wait. That's a barrel shape, isn't it? It kind of looks like uh, a barrel. So it's an egg cut off the top, so then bottom. There it is. Yeah. Um, but no, I saw this come across today. I'm like, oh, that's see, five fifteen today. There it was. Um, so I was like, oh yeah, the barrel house is opening up, which is awesome. So this is, um, 
April 20th uh, for a uh, you know limited edition Barrel House Barrel Straight Bourbon. I'm on that. And I know it's going to be uh-huh. a $70 bottle, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> you know? True. True. I'm really, I'm really excited for the Barrel House to open because that just means that there will be some more amazing events coming up this summer. With so many that. bands, so many food trucks. Oh, yeah. So many events. We enjoy it. Tarn Feather will be back then. Tarn Feather? Uh, oh, we had a blast at Tarn Feather last year, so we're going to hope for those tickets again this year. That'll be fun. Excellent. All right, so I think it's time for a break, and we'll be back with... Um, he said, she said, and we've got a doozy for you guys uh, tonight. Amanda picked this one, sure. Like, Cosmos <laughs> 2018 Dating Dictionary. I was busy reading Cosmos. I'm going to learn words, apparently. All right. We'll be back. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, and we are back. So I was reading Cosmo the other day. Oh, by the way, this is the shed. Sea shed portion of the show today. Um, I was reading Cosmo the other day, as I was saying. Um, I know, big shocker, me reading Cosmo. Um, And I came across this interesting... There's a couple articles, so in the next few weeks we'll probably cover a couple things in Cosmo that was in this month. Uh, But did you just, like, heavy sigh... I'm just reliving my my favorite Cosmo um, magazine that had Cindy Crawford on it. Oh, Jesus, Marion. Yeah. How old were you? Like 13? Uh, ish. Yeah. I also had this Cindy Crawford Pepsi where she was there with the Daisy Duke shorts on with her spread legs and a white shirt tied up in a bow around her breasts drinking a Pepsi. I had that poster. Yes, I did. Um, so that's two new things I learned <laughs> about my boyfriend on this podcast. One is Starry Starry Night by Vincent Van Gogh, and the other one is that he has an affection for Cindy Crawford. And, yes. And that he probably touched himself in dirty places because of it. I'm sure I did. But- <laughs> just kidding alright so we're going to read this this article is Dating Dictionary this is from Cosmopolitan just hit the newsstands this week I'm having a riot because I don't know the newest lingo like at all like Neither the whole I. like bay and babe and all that other stuff and I'm like no I'm like I'm done it's like baby and dude Um, so the <laughs> Some of these are really interesting. So the first one is love bombing. When someone drops over-the-top affection and gifts on you during the beginning of a relationship as an attempt to build trust, but also to establish an unhealthy level of control over you for the long haul. That's a little bad. So it's like, so I can put like extravagant dinners and um, extravagant nights out and so forth, love bombing. Uh, uh, you know, as a guy, it'd be but they're like, saying it's a negative connotation. Okay, uh, you know, but sometimes guys like to impress, and so that's considered love bombing. Where it's like, 
oh, let's go to dinner here and spend a couple hundred dollars. And let's go to dinner here and spend a couple hundred dollars and, and so forth and nights out. Um, you know, I, I just see it as dating. <laughs> but now it's love by... It, to me, we're older, uh, so I see it as like wooing. And but it, they took it in a negative connotation, whereas in an attempt to build trust. So did you do those things to impress them because they should trust you, or did you do it because you're like, I hope this lasts another relationship, I and I want to prove myself to that? It, it, for me, it'd be more of like a proving myself of like, I'm somewhat established. And so I'll tell you a this. story. So when you bought me my ruby earrings, I came back and I told somebody that you bought me ruby earrings and they're like, now, see, that's serious move. That's not a wooing situation to do like wooing. That was a serious move. So it all depends. It kind of all depends on what that actual thing is. Um, the next one is called Caspering. Um, a uh, friendlier, a, ghost? <laughs> a friendlier, if still frustrating type of ghosting. The person hasn't asked you out again, but they usually reply very nicely to your tasks. Tests. So you know what ghosting is, right? No. Okay, so ghosting is whenever you go out on one date, you had this really great time, and then you not call the next day or ever again. I've had that happen. To you or you've done it to somebody? Yes. Oh, boy. Okay, so that's three things we find out about our boyfriends on this broadcast. <laughs> I've so had this that, is the I've nicest had, I've, version I've had of it. happen to me. This I'm is like... the nicer version of it to where you have the first date. You're still talking afterwards. There's still nice response to your text, but there is no second date. See, also, when I was taking girls out and so forth and whatnot. There wasn't, like, text. <laughs> no, there was phone calls. Yeah, it was phone calls and so forth. And, and, you know, in our 20s? No, I guess there wasn't text. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, you know, and it was like, hey, and then they, you know, i call them like, hey, it was awesome last night, how are you? And they didn't answer. And they didn't answer. And there I, was texting. We had flip phones and Nokia's. Yeah, they were like five cents. They were like five cents of text, and it was each way. It was like five cents to answer and five cents to send. Yeah, that's so. kind of true. We didn't but have yeah. ghosting and stuff when we were kids. Yeah. There was AOL chat rooms. Well, yeah. But okay, date review. Uh-oh. A date that feels less butterfly-inducing and more like you should have brought your resume. You've barraged with a life, a line of questions about school, work, family, and where you grew up, etc. So, wait, I have something to say about this, because I always said that I feel like you should be able to, like, send a potential date a, like, application. Well, yeah, because you said it's like a business decision. Like, boom. Oh, relationships are definitely like a yeah. business decision. Yeah. You each bring something to the table. If one of you doesn't live up to what you're bringing to the table, you need to get the fuck out. And we covered that in a previous Absolutely. Said about how, like, a couple uh, had a, like, a written out legal document. Uh-huh. And they about, reviewed it they every reviewed three months. It, and, well, no, they reviewed it every year. They reviewed it yes. every year. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, this is what we're doing. This is what's going on. Yes or no. Boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. um, date review. We have uh, this many dates a week. 
we have sex this many times a week, blah, yeah. blah, 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 but also, all down to contractual. But, but dating in your 30s compared to dating in your 20s is oh. completely different. But I will tell you that I've been on first dates where I've been like, I do. I want to know if you have a job. I want to know what it is. I want to know where you go to school. I want to know what you studied. I want to know where you went to high school. I want to know that. Do I want to know it during the first date? Not really. I'll probably ask about it leading up to the first date. But, like, during the first date, yeah, I kind of want to know certain things. Well, well, keep in mind, first dates are, like, you meet somebody out and about, and you get a general overview of them and that out and about. Hey, where you live? Where you, mm-hmm. where, you know, what do you do? This, that, your thing. And then the first date should be the, yeah, you know, you, you know where I live. You, you, you know the area I live in. You know this. Same different first dates anymore in this world. Uh-uh, you meet them there. And you know lift home. Oh, yeah, yeah, Or yeah. you drive home. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, you get yourself There's there. There's none of that, like, There's none of this, pick I'll me pay, up I'll, I'll pick you up That doesn't exist anymore, folks. Do not get in a stranger's car. Well, maybe you can because of Lyft nowadays. You can still excuse yourself to the bathroom and call Lyft home, but still. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Catch and release. When someone puts... Oh, trial season starts this week. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what this is about, <laughs> God damn it. Damn it. All right, catch and release. When someone puts all their effort into pursuing you until they catch you, but as soon as they finally agree to date, they lose all interest in favor of a new target. Yeah, this is nothing new. No, no, that that's the um, that's the the thrill of the chase. Uh, the thrill of the chase. The get in, get off, get out. Yeah, there's nothing new in there. Cushioning. When you keep flirting with a few cushions, other prospects, just in case your current relationship implodes and you need someone to soften the fall fast. So in Pittsburgh, we call this the Ben Roethlisberger. Um, no, we don't. Only you call it that. Jesus Christ, you're a horrible person. <laughs> well, we all know Big Ben has dated his wife on and off over the years. Yes. That... And so forth, and when other relationships didn't work out, and then also whenever he got uh, accused of this, that, and the other thing, he ended up going back to her and be like, "Hey, let's get married," and they did, and they had like three kids and shit. So, um, and but this is a softer, this is a non-risque version of a side dish. So, like when yes. you're very first working out in a relationship, and then you all of a sudden turn around and you get like. You still have two or three people on the side that you're, like, flirting with. Just to, like, you know, yes. keep around in case one of them doesn't pan out. It's like a business deal. You can keep your hands in a couple of different things. Dick sand. Hmm. An extremely powerful force that can make a woman become so preoccupied with the guy she's hooking up with that she loses sight of her own identity and disappears on all of her friends. He's gonna have a pretty good dick for that. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, because she's gonna be either not too. I I hate to say it. no, because not that's too being secure. Different. Yeah, I'm thinking that she's not all that secure. Yeah. He, you have to love yourself before you, have you to can love, love somebody else. You have to love yourself before you can love somebody else. But if you're not too secure in, the, in a relationship and you're like, oh my God, he's so awesome, da-da-da. And then it comes down to just the sex and it comes down to 
just what he can provide for you. And you or, and all your friends? Or, or, oh, I, or, no. or as a man in that aspect of what can she provide for me and that You know what this so is the good. opposite of? Pussy whipped. Yeah, yeah. But also as a guy, like, you know, she can provide for me and that pussy's so good and this, that, and everything. But then I end up taking her, like, laundry to dry cleaner every day. I mean, that's, you know. <laughs> oh, man, you a kept man. Monkeying. Monkeying. Hopping from one relationship to the next without a break in between. Like, primates swinging from branch to branch with no intention of slowing down. Okay, wait a minute. My entire life, I've been monkeying. I will probably tell you that the longest I've ever been single was two weeks. Mm. Like, from the time I started dating. Mm. I have to think for myself for a moment, and I'm thinking... Uh, probably, like, two weeks. Now, I will tell you that it wasn't two weeks before, like, a serious relationship. It was two weeks before I started dating again. Like, there was a stint in college where there was probably, like, a good six to nine months where I probably just freeform dated. Like... Every Friday night was somebody different. And there was probably three or five to six different men that called on the regular that I just went out with. I didn't sleep with all of them. I didn't sleep right. with any of them. They just went to dinner with me, took me out to movies, did whatever. And then I went home. Like, I... At that time in my life, in my mid-twenties, I didn't want to... Or my early... My late teens, actually. At that point, I was like 19... Um, I had just come off of a bad breakup. I didn't want to get involved again. And so I kind of just played the field without being a slut kind of thing. Right. And it was fine by me. But I, but before I started playing the field, it was probably two weeks before I got back on that horse. I think my longest without it is a... I, I would say a serious, a serious relationship for me. My longest would probably be a year. My longest without a random meeting and hookup would probably be about three months. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah. That's kind of impressing. Nonversation. Uninspired bantered or small talk with a dating app match that pretty much picture. Yeah, hold on. Um that pretty much goes nowhere, doesn't really appeal to the other party and fails to encourage a date. Yeah, that's that's Tinder nowadays. You clearly can't say anything. Swipe left. Yeah. Swipe right. Thirst trap. Um a sexy selfie post on social media that is seemingly one thing, obsessed with my new top, but is really potential suitors to check out your hot bod and give you tons of likes. Mm. Okay. That's, I don't have anything to say about that. Peacocking. Dressing up in order to gain attention, the way peacocks uh. display their feathers, can also refer to a dude doing a good deed only to impress you. Uh, yeah. You know what? I've done that. I'm just going to say peacocking has been around for years, dude. We it just finally been. gave a name to it. Um, matrimania. Oh, my God. Excessive enthusiasm for weddings and marriage, which annoys your single friends. If you're the one getting hitched or scares off dates if you're itching to find the one. 
That would be um, the How I Met Your Mother. That is definitely know, the How I Met Your Mother like plot. The show, completely. Yeah. I will tell you in my early 20s, I was probably in Matrimania. That's probably how I ended up married at you know 22. What? You, you know what? Ted, Ted and How I Met Your Mother was totally about that. Um, honestly, my... I was kind of like that, too. In your um, 20s? Uh, I was engaged to a girl uh, for a couple years, and we decided that we were going to wear, like, rings and whatnot, but, like, not be legally married. And then later on, I, I we broke up and shit, and then I... Ended up getting married uh, to a woman I did love and enjoyed. And then I met you again. So. <laughs> and I'm just chopped liver, folks. That's all I am. <laughs> it means nothing. No, it means a lot. Wow, that was totally not cool at all of you. But well, thanks. It was just the way you were like, these two women were so great. And then there's you. No, it's That's not like totally where you made it sound. No, I met you again. And I'm chopped liver still. Oh my god. Angry Italian girlfriend, folks. Angry Italian girlfriend. No, Italian. you should have just said something like, and now there's you, <laughs> and we'll see where our future goes. That's what would have been great about uh, it. Yeah, I don't phrase things properly because I'm a guy. You've also had about six beers by now. I have no, not just had six beers. Alright, subbing. Short for subtweeting or indirectly referencing a love interest in a tweet, a Facebook post, Instagram caption without ever mentioning their name. Yeah. See, I don't know all about that because that's completely like... That's kind of ridiculous. Alright, zombieing. The attempt to come back to... Into an ex's life, after successfully ghosting out of the relationship months prior, the coast common method of um, sending a random "Hey" text. Oh, that's funny. So if you, after you ghost a person for months, you come back and just say, "Hey, how's it going?" Yeah, what's she got going on? Yeah, that means something else didn't work yeah, out. I'm bored. Um, are you bored? Because we can be <sighs> bored together. And I say casual sex is back. Woo! It is. It, it Okay. I work with a bunch of youngins. Mm-hmm. And when I say youngins, like, I work with a bunch of 16-year-olds to 30-year-olds. Okay. There's three of us that are there that are not managers that are over 30. Okay. Um. <laughs> And let me tell you some of the conversations I hear. Jeez. I don't want to know. Oh, uh, oh, uh, okay. Let me just say, especially since we're out of time. OMG. Um, what's the other slang terms they use? I don't know, but Jesus Christ! Like seriously, like they're like not only starting condoms up their nose. But yet, at the same time, they are using them to put on their cocks, thankfully. And it, it, it's crazy that how, like, the, 
most of the people I work with are between like that I deal with daily are twenty to like twenty seven. Mm-hmm. But they're just like all about oh yeah, I was out with so and so last night and this that and your thing and boom. I woke up there and went there and you know and you you're saying about casual sex is back. Jesus Christ. <laughs> But it's a whole different era now because women are in this whole, like, feminist movement where we're in control of the relationships. Oh, and... And then, like, all of a sudden that casual sex is back, but yet we're all practicing safe sex. And then it's not even casual sex sex. It's casual oral sex. Yeah, there's that. Or casual, like, something else sex. Yeah. Oh, there's one... One person I work with that... Oh, God, I don't want to hear personal stories, and we're already over in time, so we're going to put a pin in this. But thank you, folks, for tuning in. Tune in next week when we discuss more outrageous stories during He Said, She Said. Um, And thanks for tuning in. As always, check us out anywhere on social. And if you have a restaurant, a brewery, or an event you want us to check out, just send us an email at boldpittsburgh at gmail.com. All right, folks, have a wonderful weekend. Have a good week. Thanks for tuning in to us. Check us out at BoldPGH on Twitter, BoldPittsburgh on Facebook and Instagram, and always at BoldPGH.com. Listen to us always at TheRiversEdgePGH.com or every Wednesday at 9 a.m. at the Rivers Edge radio station. Have a great weekend. Thank you.